All right, what is going on, everybody? <laughs> hey, welcome to Supernatural Saturday. I'm your host, Frank Medic. Uh, I host a live stream uh, on the second Saturday of every month at one o'clock Eastern. I've been doing these live streams for several years, usually talk about issues of faith, and uh, today we're going to talk about faith. Uh, this is actually a, a request that I got from someone last month. Um, in the previous two months uh, of Supernatural Saturday, that would be September and August, in August um, I did a discussion of authority, and then in September we discussed power for healing. And I mentioned that both authority and power um, are activated by faith. And someone asked me, okay, well, can you explain what is faith? How does it work? What does it do? How do we get it? And I thought that was a really good, um, a good request. So I'm honoring that request. Today we're going to talk about biblical faith, what it is, what it does, and how we get it. Now, just kind of a review. Um, Jesus has given his disciples all the power and authority they need to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, and proclaim the kingdom. Uh, if you read Luke chapter 9, verse 1, it says, And Jesus called the twelve to him, gave them power and authority over demons, and uh, to heal diseases or cure diseases. All right, he gave them two things. He gave them power and he gave them authority over demons and to heal diseases. So power and authority are two different things. Um, they work differently. Uh, authority is the authority that we have as God's representatives on earth. We can do certain things when we are authorized to do them. And, and, and Jesus said throughout the New Testament, that he gave his disciples power and authority specifically to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, proclaim the kingdom, cleanse the lepers. If you know any lepers, you can cleanse them too. That's in Matthew 10. Uh, these, are, these are some of the things that we can do through faith with the authority Jesus has given us. Power is slightly different. Power is actually energy. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we are vessels of the Holy Spirit. We are filled with the Holy Spirit, and the power of God resides in us. We are earthen vessels who contain the power of God. When the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, that power, the power that created the universe, we have access to it. That's what he meant. When, when the Bible says that Jesus gave his disciples power, that's what he was talking about. It says power, dunamis. It's energy. Uh, power... The power of the Holy Spirit normally is used to work creative miracles. Um, it can do other things. I've seen some pretty crazy things that the power of God can do. Um, but for most people, they're interested in knowing how do we work miracles, and that's done through power. And that's um, the subject of a future book that's coming up. Uh, I'll be writing a book called Power and Authority Made Simple, and I'll go into these issues in a little bit more detail. But today we're going to talk about faith. So power and authority 
are the are the tools that God has given us to uh, manifest His kingdom. Jesus told His disciples, "Go out, preach the kingdom, demonstrate the kingdom," and my my life is all about demonstrating the realities of God's kingdom. That's what I do. Uh, I, I demonstrate God's love for people. I demonstrate His goodness by releasing power, by exercising authority. Prayed for a guy uh, this week. He had a uh, tendon problem in his arm right here. He had a, actually had surgery on one of his tendons in his arm, and he had a lot of pain, eight out of 10 pain. Prayed for him a couple of times, pain was gone. Uh, just a simple exercise of power and authority. All right, and, and I, I, I show people that God loves them by releasing healing and working miracles. And anyone can do it. You don't have to be some specially anointed, gifted person. Anyone can do it. Uh, if you are a disciple of Jesus, you have access to the power and authority that uh, works miracles and kicks out demons. Um, a lot of people need deliverance. First, they need emotional healing, <laughs> and then they need deliverance. And we generally remove demons uh, by exercising authority. Now, today's discussion is about faith. So we're going to do a biblical review of faith. What is it? What is it and what is it not? Well, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not, it's not blind faith and it's not hopium. Biblical faith is, um, it is a confidence and a trust and a knowing that God will do what he said he would do. We're going to go to Numbers 13 for our first uh, lesson. We're in, we're in Numbers 13. And this is when Moses sent the spies into the promised land to spy out uh, the land of Canaan. And he sent them out. He said, come back and let us know, you know, are the people big? Are they powerful? Can we beat them? You know, what's, what's the story? So Moses sent out the spies. And we're going to pick up. Uh, in verse 26 of Numbers 13. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness uh, and showed them the fruit of the land. They brought back these massive grapes and said, oh my God, this food is flowing with milk and honey. There's food is amazing. It's a great place. Um, Nevertheless, the people who dwell on that land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains, the Canaanites dwell by the sea. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let's go up at once and take possession, for we are able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we are. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying the land through which we have gone uh, as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are of great stature. Uh, we saw giants and we were like grasshoppers in their sights. So 10 spies came back and gave a bad report. Two spies, Caleb and Joshua, said, we got this. God's with us. He'll give us victory. Who did the people believe? They believed the 10 spies. 
They believed the report of the 10 spies. They had faith in, they put their faith, they put their trust in the bad report of the 10 spies. They accepted that report as reality. They were listening to the doom porn pushers, the people who bring the bad report, the people who say nothing's ever going to change, nothing's ever going to happen. It's just going to be this way. We're stuck over here. We can't possibly win. The odds are against us. Uh, the deep state is so powerful, and we're never going to ever going to see anyone arrested. Uh, the people who push doom porn and negativity and fear. If you listen to those people, if you follow them, and you accept their report as reality, you're going to be filled with fear, hopelessness, and despair. You're not going to be filled with faith. If they would have believed Joshua and Caleb, they would have went right into the promised land, and God would have given them victory. But they didn't. They believed the bad report of the 10 spies. So they got to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Because... They didn't have faith in the report, the good report. They didn't have faith. They didn't trust that God was able to overcome these giant people and give them the victory over these giant cities. They had seen <laughs> many things that God had already done for them. They had witnessed miracles. They had the testimony, the Ark of Testimony. They, but you know what? They're like, oh, you know what? Let's, let's not, uh, I don't think God's that strong. He's not that powerful. He can't give us victory. So they believed the bad report. And as a result, they paid for it because they didn't have faith. They just were not able to see themselves as going into that land and being victorious. Now, we are going to go to Matthew 17, one of my favorite chapters. And we're going to go down to uh, verse 14. Now, uh, Jesus was teaching the disciples how to heal and how to cast out demons. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. He is an epileptic. He suffers severely. He often falls into the fire and into the water. So I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon. It came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. All right, so casting out demons. Jesus said, what was their problem? Faithlessness. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, because of your fear, because of... <laughs> Your, your worry, your lack of faith. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, as, not as small as a mustard seed, faith as a mustard seed, you shall say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you if you have faith. So Jesus rebuked the, his disciples. They couldn't remove the demon and, and in many cases, they couldn't heal people because their faith was weak. They were probably double-minded. They had enough faith to heal some things, but not enough faith to heal everything and not enough faith to get rid of all the demons. They, they had mediocre faith, all right? 
and, and that's a huge problem now. Uh, speaking of the mustard seed, so we're going to go to Matthew 13. Okay, Matthew 13 contains the kingdom parables, and it is a it's an amazing chapter. I love Matthew 13. So it starts off with the parable of the sower, and then uh, Jesus explains the purpose of parables, which, you know what, uh, I, I, t I talked on this um, last week about why did Jesus speak in parables. He answered and said to them, this is in verse 11 of Matthew 13, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them, he's speaking of the scribes and Pharisees, to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Okay, and, and I was explaining this when I was talking about dreams. For people who don't have dreams, um, this, this um, discussion right here is very relevant. A lot of people don't have dreams and they don't see healing and they don't see miracles because of their level of interest. And that's what Jesus is discussing here. He said the scribes and Pharisees don't really want to know the mysteries of the kingdom. They want to be powerful and they want to be seen as someone great in the eyes of the people. They want to be lifted up and put on a pedestal and worshiped by the people, but they don't really want to know the mysteries of God's kingdom. So Jesus said, to him who has, he'll be given more, but to him who has not, even what he has will be taken away from him. Why do people not have dreams? Because they don't have interest in knowing what God is saying through dreams. If you develop an interest in dreams, if you develop an interest in healing, miracles, deliverance, when you increase your interest in that subject, God will give you more. Now, I've already gotten a couple of emails and text messages from people who have started reading the dream book that I just published, Dream Interpretation Made Simple, and they're already having a lot of dreams. A couple of people said they never have dreams, and as soon as they started reading my dream book, boom, they started having dreams. I'm not saying there's a special anointing on my dream book. I am saying that um, if you develop an interest in a subject, if you come to God and say, I want to know about this, I want to know what you, what you, what's going on in the world, show me in dreams and write your dreams down and learn how to interpret them and God will give you more dreams. To him who has, he'll be given more, okay? To him who has not, it'll be taken away, right? You gotta be a good steward of what God reveals to you. Now, we're gonna go down to the parable of mustard seed. Still in Matthew 13, uh, near the end of the chapter. This is in verse 31. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a mustard seed, which a man took, sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come to nest in its branches. All right. Okay, Jesus said, If you have faith as a mustard seed, this is in Matthew 17. As, if you have faith that acts the way a mustard seed acts, not faith as small as a mustard seed, faith that works the way a mustard seed works. In this parable, he explained how a mustard seed works. It grows. <laughs> Smallest of seeds 
grows into a large tree. It grows. And faith, that's, that is the key to, to, uh, to faith. It has to grow. You start out with a little tiny bit of faith. And you pray for somebody and they don't get healed. And you pray for somebody the next day and they don't get healed. And you go back and you start reading through the Bible and you're reading about all the miracles and healing that Jesus and the disciples did. Read Acts chapter 5. Read it like every night for about a week. And then start praying for people to be healed. You, you, as you immerse yourself in the realities of what God can do, you will go out there and you'll eventually pray for someone and they'll be healed. And that, that's the spark of faith. That's the mustard seed. You see somebody healed and go, wow. Wow, they really got healed. Holy cats. And then you're going to pray for one more person, and they're going to get healed. And maybe you go out the next day, and you pray for someone, and they don't get healed. But then you pray for one more person, and they do get healed. Because what happens is as you pursue something like healing or, or, or miracles or deliverance, the more success you have, the more your faith is going to grow. Faith grows. When you, as you exercise it, as you release power, as you exercise this authority by faith, you will see results. And as you get more results and get more results, you're building a testimony. Oh, God did this and God did that. And I remember the time he healed this person. He's going to heal you right now. Because I remember all the times he healed people in the past and he's going to heal you now. I often, when I'm praying for someone to be healed, I will recall the times I prayed for people in the past when they were healed, and that builds faith inside of me for more healing and miracles. You have to stir it up. Now, we're going to go to Hebrews 11. If you want a biblical definition of what faith is, Hebrews 11 is the best chapter to read. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. Because the Amplified Bible picks out a lot of nuances. So this is Hebrews 11, verse 1, from the Amplified. Now, faith is the assurance, in parentheses, the title deed, the confirmation, of the things hoped for, in parentheses, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen. The conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. For by this, this kind of faith, the men of God of old gained divine approval. By faith, that is, with an inherent trusting and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God, we understand that the worlds were framed and created. God created the worlds through faith. He created the worlds because he had confidence in himself. He knew if I speak that planet into existence, it's going to come into existence. If I speak that solar system into existence, boom, it's going to appear. God was confident in who he was. He knew that if he just spoke something into existence, it was going to happen. That is how we work miracles. That is how we cast out demons, by faith, confidence. I know if I, if I lay hands on that person over there who's got a torn rotator cuff, I know they're going to get healed. Why? Because at the last 13 people I prayed for, they got healed. Confidence. As you see the fruit of, of God's kingdom come, as you pray for more people to be healed, as you have more dreams, as you prophesy more, 
whatever it is in the kingdom, we do it by faith. And as you do it more, you're building a testimony. And that testimony is going to grow your faith. Each time you do it, your faith grows a little more, a little more. Pretty soon you have, it was a seed, now it's a little plant. You water it a little bit more with, with uh, some more miracles. It grows a little bit bigger. You water that plant a little more with more healings, some deliverance, uh, some accurate uh, prophetic words. That tree starts to blossom. It grows up into this massive tree, and pretty soon you are a walking, talking, uh, miracle-working, demon-kicking uh, child of God. That's how it works. If you don't have great faith right now, that's not the issue. <laughs> that's nice, but it's irrelevant because everyone starts out with small faith. We all start out with small faith. But as we practice, as we get more proficient, as we get more, more, uh, more experience, our faith grows and our success will grow. And we'll see uh, much bigger miracles. The first time I prayed for anyone to be healed of cancer and I got healed, I was like on cloud nine. And actually it happened that I um, prayed for two people on the same day. One had uh, a thyroid tumor and the other had a brain tumor. And both of those tumors disappeared. The two people who had, the one who had the brain tumor, that person was going in for surgery. And I just, I declared that that brain tumor was gonna be removed. Um, and when they went in for surgery, the, the surgical report says they didn't find the tumor. <laughs> the tumor that was there on this CAT scan, when they went in and did the surgery, no tumor, it was gone. That same day I prayed for somebody who had a thyroid tumor and they were having a biopsy. And I, by faith, I made a declaration that they were gonna be found, that, that the doctors would not find a tumor. I got a report the next day when she went in for the biopsy, tumor was gone. They couldn't find it. They sent her home. <laughs> um, that, was, that was the beginning for me for seeing um, cancer healed. And, and I prayed for a lot of people to be healed of cancer before they were. It takes a while. You have to build it up and build it up, keep going, keep... It, it, cancer is, is relatively tricky to heal. It, it can be. It, it takes a bit more faith. Why? Because cancer is the second leading cause of death in America. Most of us know that. Most of us know people who have died of cancer. We, we know how serious cancer is. Um, cancer to most people in their mind is not like um, a sprained wrist or a sprained ankle. To most people, they see cancer as a much more um, evil, a much more powerful enemy. And they don't have as much faith when they pray against cancer as they do when they you know, pray against a sprained ankle or, or a sprained wrist. Soft tissue injuries, sprains and strains, carpal tunnel, are generally easier to heal because because we tend to have more faith for those things. We have a lot less faith for things like Lou Gehrig's disease or cancer. Why? Because we know that these diseases kill people. People don't die from a sprained ankle, but they die from Lou Gehrig's disease, cancer. And I think that in our mind, our, mentally, we psych ourselves out. And we just tell ourselves, we're not gonna get this person healed. Why? Because they got metastatic cancer and they're in stage four. 
There's no way I'm going to get them healed. In that situation, you're lacking the faith that's necessary to heal that person. It's doubt. It's unbelief. And when you purge all that doubt and unbelief out of your mind and fill your mind with faith, you will see those people healed. It's, it's all about faith. Faith grows and we it grows through experience. We have to experience these things. Um, that's how faith grows. That's how it works. And uh, it's not rocket science, but it does take persistence. Um, if you will be persistent and not quit, and if you will um, get in the habit of believing the good report, <laughs> not the bad report, you will see your faith growing, and you'll see God doing much greater things in your life. Um, all right, that is my message for today. Uh, this video was recorded on Telegram. I'm now doing my live streams on Telegram. Uh, it's just my preferred venue right now. Uh, if you want to jump on uh, Supernatural Saturdays, I do them, like I said, second Saturday of every month at 1 o'clock Eastern. Um, I always have a different subject. I think next month we'll probably talk about dreams. Um, I do not have a copy of my new book, <laughs> Dream Interpretation Made Simple. I won't get a copy for about a week. Um, I, I ordered some author copies from the publisher, but they haven't come yet. So next month, we'll probably talk a little bit about dreams. Um, I am doing some live news broadcasts on Telegram now uh, on a semi-nightly basis. Probably won't do one tonight. Uh, I take the weekends off, but I'm getting trying to get back in the flow of doing uh, news broadcasts. They'll be on Telegram Live, and then uh, I'll put them on Rumble, and then put them on my website. And that is what's new with me right now. All right, uh, I'll let you get going. I uh, hope everyone has a good weekend. Uh, please keep President Trump in prayer. Um, and when I, and I'm not saying that flippantly. I, I really think he needs our prayers. I think we need to redouble our efforts to pray for uh, President Trump. Uh, I know a lot of people that are having dreams who, and those dreams are showing that he's kind of um, tired and worn down. And it's got to be difficult to face all this opposition the way he has for the last five years. So I would just really appreciate it if you keep him in prayer. Keep me and Denise in prayer too. We appreciate that. All right. That is it. Love you guys. Take care. Catch you on the next broadcast.